Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. I want to encourage you to turn with me to Acts chapter 2. I'm going to be reading. Thank you, Joel and the team. Don't we have an amazing worship team? Praise the Lord for all these guys and who they are and what they carry is just phenomenal. Uh, We've had a really busy season in starting 2023. Exciting, dynamic, uh, but uh, just a little bit busy. And and so this weekend really uh, catapults us forward into the month of February over the month of February, particularly here at City and Sunday mornings, we're talking all things vision and then our normal revival services on a Sunday at four o'clock. And, and uh, it, it's going to be an exciting time together. You would have received um, a little promo brochure all about all things coming up in Q1. You can check that out. There are also uh, other things that you'll be given a Vision 2023 brochure as you leave uh, the service this evening. And uh, we want to talk about all things uh, vision for Numa Church. This is Vision Sunday across all of our Numa global locations. And this morning we were live streaming in to all of our locations. Our services here were packed. We're hearing so many amazing reports and testimonies uh, from our location pastors. And so it's a real honour to be able to share some of God's heart with you. And we're going to be announcing some really exciting things tonight. And so lean in, get ready. Acts chapter 2, verse 14 says, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words, for these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is that. This is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my Spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass, the prophet said, that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If there is a passage of Scripture to put a bit of spring in your step, I'm telling you, that's it right there. And so on this Vision Sunday, and as we look at all that God has for us as a church and and, uh, is calling us to, there's no better passage than for us to go back to the original New Testament revival, the day of Pentecost. You see, the day of Pentecost is where 120 believers gathered together in an upper room to pour out their love and devotion for Jesus, to seek 
God's face, to pray and to fast and to hunger for this gift, this person of the Holy Spirit. And when they got baptised in the Spirit in the upper room, there was a tangible, visible manifestation of the Spirit of God that spilled out of them that was noticed and was heard from those who were in Jerusalem on that day and at that time at the Feast of Pentecost. And they began to mock and they began to criticise. It isn't a real move of God if there isn't some mockery. It isn't a real move of God if there isn't some cynicism from religious spirits. It isn't a real move of God unless there is something that actually upsets the demonic principalities and powers of darkness. You you know you're onto something when religious spirits start attacking. You know you're onto something when people who don't understand because they're only approaching or looking at it out of the natural man, they begin to criticise and mock. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural person doesn't accept the things of the Spirit because they are spiritually discerned. If you have a genuine encounter with God, you should not be surprised if it's accompanied by a genuine, visible, overt manifestation of the Spirit of God. You can't encounter the Spirit of God and just wonder what happened. Did something happen? No, something will happen. It'll mark you. And these believers in the upper room were being accused, criticised of drunkenness. Such was their immersion in the fullness of the person of the Holy Spirit that they were beginning to to manifest sort of overt symptoms of being overwhelmed, out of control of their normal faculties. Oh God, would You do it again in the nation of Australia? Would You do it again at Numa? Would You do it again across? the body of Christ. And so as this mockery goes out, the Apostle Peter recognises what was happening and he uses the scriptural proof of Joel's prophecy from the Old Covenant to actually confirm the authenticity of the signs and the wonders of what was taking place. As I was looking at this, I heard the Spirit of God say to me, my word will always confirm my wonders and my wonders will always confirm my word. You see, we are a part of a kingdom. We belong to the New Testament Christian faith where we are not ashamed of the Gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation for everybody who believes. Where have we bought into this lie that says we are just a speaking sort of community where we utter a word, but there's no firepower, there's no authority, there's no signs, wonders and miracles No, Paul said, I didn't come to you with eloquence of speech or with wisdom according to this age, but I came to you in a demonstration of the Spirit and a power. And it's why it's so critical that we contend for the fullness of the Gospel, confirmed with signs and wonders to be a part of our everyday reality. One of the values that we have here at Numa Church is miracles are normal. 
and we're encountering and discovering after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonies of sick bodies being healed, cancer patients being healed, blind eyes opening, deaf ears being healed, that miracles are in fact becoming normal. If you've never seen a miracle, you'll hear that and become immediately cynical, but maybe you've not tasted and seen that God is good. Maybe you haven't tasted of the real, the genuine and the authentic because when Jesus showed up and began to preach and began to teach, they were astonished. And they said, what teaching that comes with authority and power for even one word, He commands unclean spirits to come out and they come out. This is the kingdom every son and daughter of God belongs to. This is the kingdom that we sing about and we preach about. You see, the day of Pentecost is in fact a prototype revival for every major move of God in the last 2000 years. If you've ever studied a great awakening or a move of God or a revival, you can go back to the original revival of the day of Pentecost and you can see the fingerprints of it. You can see all of the different character traits of it going right through every major move of God up to today and beyond. God is still pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. He said, in the last days, The Spirit of God inspired Joel as Peter preached, in the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. This is hugely significant because the outpouring of the Spirit broke gender barriers. It wasn't just on a patriarchal society with a little boys club that God was pouring out His Spirit and using people. No, no, He he was raising up mighty women of God. He was raising up mighty men of God. The young, the old and in between. The outpouring of the Spirit broke generational barriers. Your young men and women shall see visions. Your young men and women shall, or your older men and women shall dream dreams. This is a multi-generational outpouring. You see, I love it when I hear stories and testimonies of kids in our kids' ministry, when they hear that one of their leaders walks in sick and unwell, they descend upon that leader like a zoo at feeding time. They lay hands and declare in their own childlike faith, in Jesus' Name be healed. And the leader gets healed on the spot because we're raising the next generation to move in signs and wonders, prophecy, the gifts of the Spirit, to believe believe that they can actually pray in the Name of Jesus and the sick shall be healed. It's only as some believers get burnt and offended and bitter and twisted and be in religious environments for 10, 20, 30, 40 years that you stop believing the truth of the Gospel. And so we see that the outpouring of the Spirit broke the back of dead religion. Signs, wonders, miracles, life, liberty and freedom. Where the Spirit is, there is liberty. Not only that, the outpouring of the Spirit broke class barriers. Even on my male servants, God said. Even on my female servants. That it's not just kings and and priests and, and royalty that has access to this. The world will say, well, you're not in this income bracket. You're not in this class. And so you don't have access. You're not in the in crowd. God says you're all in because I'm pouring out my Spirit on all flesh. It doesn't matter what class, what income bracket, what you have or 
or don't have. If you're hungry for it, God will give it to you. What He's looking for is people that are willing to get outside of themselves and not be intimidated by the fear of man and say, God, I don't care whether I'm white, black, yellow, green, orange or purple. I'm hungry for You and I need You in my life. And the Lord says, I like what I see. He always responds and rewards faith. Don't you ever let anybody tell you that, it, that, that what you see on the menu of God's Word is not available for you today. Miracles are still on the menu. Power is still on the menu. Harvest and salvation is still on the menu. Don't let anyone because of their lack, never allow your lack of something become the measuring stick of someone else's hunger. So often people who lack hunger for God, complacent, apathetic, will judge, put people in a box for their passion and hunger. God's eyes are running to and fro right now. He's looking for hunger. Hebrews 11:6. without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. He always rewards the diligent seeker. He always rewards the hungry. You see, when the reviver shows up, revival shows up. And it's interesting that in verse 21, at the end of the prophecy, everyone who calls on the Name of the Lord shall be saved was preceded by the manifestation of the Spirit. Miracles are the dinner bell of salvation. Maybe one of the reasons why we don't see more salvations in the Western church is because we are not expecting and contending for more of the miraculous fullness of the Gospel to break out in people's lives. And so here in this passage, we see that the manifestation of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit direction that God was imprinting on the early church flowed out of their affection for God. So often we're concerned about our direction when God is concerned about our affection. And many of us are so busy trying to get God to show us what we should do with our business, our finances, our marriage, our relationships, where we should live, what we should do, what holiday trip we should, what car we should buy, what clothes should we wear today, Lord. We're so enamoured with the trivia of direction. God's like, I want your affection. And if you would just allow me to, to, if you would just come into a place as we heard tonight so beautifully about pouring out your affection and devotion towards the Lord, you'd be amazed at the direction God will multiply into your life. We're in a season where there is more direction being added to us, you know, than you can poke a stick at. It's like holding on to the back of a Ferrari. But none of that happened because we're trying to get some sort of direction. It happened because we got totally captured, arrested and enamoured with the glory and the presence of Jesus. And out of the overflow of affection, He puts His desires in your heart and says, I'm gonna fulfil those desires because they come from a place of delight and affection affection in me. And so we discover that one of the primary ways that God speaks to us and gives us direction is through prophetic visions and dreams. The prophet said, inspired by the Spirit, that your 
Old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. That doesn't mean the young and old can't do either. It's a picture of the language of the Holy Spirit through visions and dreams. One of the things you've got to learn journeying with the Holy Spirit is that His uh, native, His language, His normal native language is not your native language. It's the language of heaven. It's visions and dreams. It's burdens and impressions. It's tongues and prophecy. It's pictures and inspiration and inspired utterances of the Spirit. It's singing psalms and songs of praise. It's, it's a language that is of another world. It's otherworldly. And so as we journey with God and walk with Him out of that place of affection and overflow, God begins to reveal His heart, His Spirit, and His direction to us through visions and dreams. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for vision means to, a picture to gaze at. It's to have spiritual perception of the future. In the New Testament, in Greek, it means a mark on which to fix the eyes. It means to look toward the goal line. And whilst not every believer is called to be a fivefold prophet, every follower of Jesus and believer is called to be prophetic in that we are all filled with that Spirit. And one of the manifestations of the Spirit is prophecy. And the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 exhorts us and invites us and calls us into a place where we all would prophesy. And so because the Spirit of God lives in you, you can hear from God, you can receive from God, and you can begin to see as you sensitise your spirit to the Word of God and the things of the Spirit, you can begin to see and perceive that which God has for you in your future. I don't want us to just come on Vision Sunday, Vision Month and capture a vision of the house. I want you to be imparted by the Spirit of God with an anointing for a vision for your life, your future and everything that God has called you to. We know, many of us know the verse, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no prophetic, not pathetic, prophetic vision that people cast off restraint, but blessed is he or she that keeps the law. And so it's so important. Some of us, many of us are in companies, organisations and businesses where there is all sorts of mission statements, vision statements, and it all can become a complex jumbled mess. And you're like, which is which? Is it just semantics? And what often happens is vision just becomes this statement on a wall. When it comes to the vision of the Holy Spirit, it's more than a statement on a wall. It's more than an annual theme like focus or stronger or this or that. As good as those things are, and the Holy Spirit can inspire that, vision is more than those things. Vision is more than five goals for 2023. Vision is more than your five-year blueprint plan to excel in your career. You can come up with lots of ideas about what you're gonna do with your life that in fact the Spirit of God didn't inspire, but it was in fact your own flesh. And we're gonna be so careful that we check the source because the Holy Spirit is only committed and in covenant to perfect that which He authors. If He didn't author it, He's not gonna perfect it. And if you are trying to build your life out of something you've authored by your flesh and in your own strength, and then you get angry at God when He doesn't perfect what you started, He in the book said, I will only complete that which I have begun 
in you. Oh, I need somebody to give me a witness in this room tonight. Is it okay if I preach truth for a little bit? Because so often we are trying to get God to bless what we're doing rather than surrendering and laying down what we're doing and simply join God in what He is blessing in the earth. And so if we're gonna walk in that direction of what it is that God is calling us to, we've got to first of all check, Lord, am I actually on your page? So many people trying to get God on their page. No, am I on your page? Is this where you want us to go? And so as a community, as a team, we have been seeking the heart of God as we do each year. And God has given us, the Holy Spirit has given us a prophetic vision of our future. And this has been birthed out of several God encounters in prayer. Vision in the Bible is never a byproduct of a committee. Vision in the Bible wasn't concocted or birthed in a board meeting. Praise God for boards and for committees and for teams. We need good governance. We need to dot the I's, cross the T's and keep Pastor Corey out of jail. Thank you, Jesus. Really important. Very important, in fact. But let me tell you something. In the Bible, it's not like God went to, you know, the the committee of Israel, the Hebrews in Egypt and said, hey, what do you think we should do about 400 years of slavery? They came to Moses, spoke to him through a burning bush and said, I've called you to be a deliverer. You say, well, that's old covenant. Okay, let's go new covenant then. That's okay. New covenant, the apostle Paul, he wants to go into somewhere and the spirit of God restricts him and stops him. And then he has a vision that says of a man calling out the help from Macedonia. And he says, well, I guess the Holy Spirit's calling us to go and minister and advance the kingdom in Macedonia. Goes to the team and says, hey, is it, what do you feel? Do you sense about this? This is what God's saying. The Bible said, and we concluded that this is what God was asking us to do. So there are checks and balances. There are things we need to work through. And in the fivefold wineskin of this house, we do do those things, absolutely. But let me tell you something. If it first hasn't been birthed in an encounter with the Spirit of God, we are building something that God is not in. Unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labour in vain. Or oh, you are not ready for what God wants to do tonight. I'm telling you, I can see See it in the spirit realm. Some of us are looking like cows at a freshly painted fence. Like what the heck has I've just stepped into? And I'm telling you what you've stepped into is the river of living water, is the river that will not run dry. What you've stepped into is an anointing, a prophetic vision that God doesn't just want you to look at and applaud. He wants you to be marked by, imprinted by, arrow of fire after arrow of fire that He's imprinting upon your heart tonight. And only the heart of faith that will receive it will be able to rise up and run with the vision. What did the prophets say? Write the vision, make it plain so that those who run may read it. This is a year where you need to get your Holy Spirit sneakers on and run. 
In fact, I told the staff team at Staff Retreat, we're all together. I said, go out prophetically, buy yourself a new pair of sneakers. It's amazing how many budgets got broke over the last few weeks as everyone else gone born new sneakers. I wanna tell you, just spoil yourself. There's, there's, there's no condemnation when the Holy Spirit leads you to do it. So just go buy yourself some new sneakers and say 2023 is the year where I'm running with the vision that God has called me to. I'm running headlong into the purposes of God for my life. I'm gonna get moving. People have to catch planes for goodness sake. You see, whilst there are many different expressions It's a true story for what I'm about to announce. Whilst there are many different expressions to our vision, you need to understand that church planting, revival and discipleship of cities and nations remain at the core. God has given us a vision to plant 200 new churches across four global hubs that carry a spirit of revival to disciple cities and nations. Over the last three years alone, we would have trained and empowered uh, on in a church planter's pathway and pipeline, probably 30, 40 people that are being prepared over the coming years to begin to plant churches. When God gives you a vision, He also gives you a strategy and He gives you an understanding and insight and revelation and how that is to work. Can I say, if we just commit to the mechanics of church planting and discipleship, but the spirit of revival is not there to fuel it, then it becomes a work of man. Revival churches are not mechanical, they're miraculous. And people wonder why we only move forward by inches. It's because we're trying to mechanise in our flesh that which can only be miraculous by the Spirit of God. When God gets on something, I'm telling you, there's no stopping it. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So if the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, I'm telling you, our cynicism, our bitterness, our offence or our retreating from what God has called us to do is not gonna stop Jesus from building His church. But what He's looking for is hungry, thirsty, childlike hearts that says, God, I lay my life down to You. I surrender it all. Lord, I don't have anything, but what I give to You, can You take nothing and use it? And God says, yes, I'll take anything anyone gives me and I'll breathe upon it and pour out my fire and anointing upon it and I will use You to build my church. And so over the coming, over the past several months as we've been praying and seeking God, God has been speaking to us about where we need to head as a church within the large sort of macro vision over the coming 12 months. I wanna unpack some of those things to you because if we don't have clarity of what those key vision focuses are, we won't know how to steward and resource our time, energy and resource. We need to know how to allocate these things because God's called you to be a steward. Hasn't called you to be the master of your own destiny or the hero of your own story. He's called us to be stewards of what He is wanting in our lives and in the church. And so disciple the nations is one of the key things that each year we cast vision for as we lead up to our annual vision offering. Now, for those who don't know, our church is nearly 100 years old in 2025. From the very beginning, we were birthed, born in revival and disciple the nations is our global mission ministry that is all about advancing God's kingdom in unreached people groups and places of extreme lostness around the world. 
And so we have uh, 20 odd global mission partners just from this church alone that we support in a significant way. Some have been mission partners with this church for 40 years. We are totally committed to the, the advancement and proclamation of the gospel beyond our shores. And so we partner with these mission partners, these mighty men and women of God. We send people on mission trips. We, we send pastors and leaders to do leadership development. And we are wanting this year to see every single Numa location more engaged with the vision of discipling cities and nations for the glory of God. Secondly, we are relaunching our Numa College as Numa School of the Spirit this week, in fact. We now have 32 full-time students that are signing up that are here as of this Tuesday, Orientation Week. We would love 32,000, but we're beginning with humble beginnings with 32. And we're gonna steward that and we're gonna plant that seed in the ground and we're gonna believe in the years to come that as Dr. Michael Maiden prophesied, there will literally be hundreds if not thousands lining up at customs to come into our numerous School of the Spirit to be a part of the move of God that is happening in this church. And so our school is not about just coming and filling your head with head knowledge. It's about being equipped. It's about being immersed. It's about being imparted to so that you can be activated in what God has called and gifted you and I to do. We also wanna cast vision for our annual revival conference. Last year, we had 1,400 people register for a conference that could only seat eight to 900 people. And so we squeezed them in, in overflow, kids space all over the place. So we not only have one conference this year, we have two revival conferences back to back in this facility. We have Dr. Michael Maid and Pastor James Ayton week one, and we have Ben Fitzgerald and Prophet Haley Braun from Bethel week two. We have Bethel School of Supernatural students coming and serving at the conference to partner with us. I would encourage you, register now. Sign up now after you give to the vision offering. Sign up now, register now, because if you don't, you could miss out. We have people coming from South America, United States, Canada, Asia, all across the earth. And it would be a tragedy for everyone else around the world to experience it and our own people not taste and see that God is good. As well as that, we are launching for the very first time our first Numa Worship live album recording. And that is happening on the last weekend of August, August 26th and August 27th. How many of us know that every major move of God needs a fresh new sound to accompany what God is doing? And we're not doing it. We've held back for years, by the way, from doing anything like this and not jump on the bandwagon because we want God to author it. We want God to lead us and guide us. And now we feel it's time as we are writing and as we're hearing from God to release a sound that accompanies this move of God in our church and wherever God wants to take it. As well as that, it's so important that you hear we're launching a new initiative this year of Numa Media. If we don't get 
by His Spirit into the media space, we're missing a prime opportunity in this day and hour to communicate the Father's heart and the Gospel into people's lives. And so through publishing, music, and what we're calling a creative house, God is leading us to sow seed and to invest time and energy into seeing Numa Media be established this year. Can I encourage you just to look to the screens? We're gonna have a short video from our prophet, Stacey Hillier. In 2019, we received a series of prophetic words about media being a key component of the future of our global movement and our house. In processing these prophetic declarations and visions, the Lord has downloaded through Encounter a blueprint for Numa Media. God's vision is for a thriving marketplace media house that takes kingdom creativity outside the four walls of the house, serving external clients. These clients will generate financial provision for the production and dissemination of kingdom resources to the wider body of Christ. This will include, but is not limited to, social and online content and strategy delivery, design and branding, film and commercials, creativity, and campaigns. Some subsidiaries of Numa Media Inc. are being established, including Numa Music, which includes Numa Worship, our live worship albums, studio worship, instrumental albums, as well as in the future, artist management, and Numa Publishing, which includes our podcasting, prints of books and resources, and in the future, e-courses. Currently, we are in stage one of Numa Media's establishment, which includes the setting up of financial, legal and structural modelling and the legal establishment of Numa Media Inc. We believe that one day we will see many external clients coming to Numa Media, to the church, for the best the creative and media industry has to offer. Would you partner with us in prayer and through your vision offering partnership to see God's kingdom extended in the mountain of media? Come on, let's put our hands together and just honour the Lord for that. And so as well as all of these key things, one of the most important and critical um, announcements that we make every Vision Month and every Vision Sunday is if God's given you a church planting vision, where are we planting next? And so we are... Uh, wanting you to maybe lean a little bit forward right now in your heart and in your spirit because we're going to announce some really exciting things and developments that God is leading us into. And every year, those who call Numa home will know that we have the unveiling of the T-shirt. The unveiling of the T-shirt is where we add another city to the back of our Numa T-shirt. Now, the problem is if there's 200 Numa Church plants one day, either the T-shirt's got to get real big or we're going to have to get the print real small. And so uh, we actually want to uh, celebrate and honour the fact that God is calling us as a church to plant and in the next uh, location, Numa Sunshine Coast in Jesus' Name. All 50 of you are excited about that. Numa Sunshine Coast. So can you please be upstanding and I want you to welcome our location passes, Pastor Kevin and Daryl Forlong, who also are partnering with uh, Jason and Danielle, but my understanding is they've jumped on a plane to go back home. Is that correct? Awesome, you may be seated. Pastor Kevin and Daryl Forlong are such dear people to us. 
And uh, we've been in their lives, they've been ours for many years back, ministering into our first church plant. And uh, over the years, have been living all over the world and more recently at, our, at Sunshine Coast. And over recent months, God has actually reconnected our hearts. So they've been a part of the revival and move of God here. And God's been speaking to them about revival on the Sunshine Coast. And I'm just so excited that Pastor John and Pastor Daniel Pierce are here because I've been at their church on the sunny coast. And I do believe God is up to something on the sunny coast. And what I love about these guys is that they're just, they want to partner with anyone who's got a heart for revival to actually see God move. And so this amazing couple have stewarded revival here in Melbourne in the 90s in a powerful way. And yet they're thinking, okay, God, this is a, a, a new season for us retiring. And then God says, oh, no, you're not done yet. I've called you to something. And so um, Jason and Danielle have been on our team over the last several months, actually won a block of land on the Sunshine Coast. And they've been in our church planners pipeline said, hey, we're going up to the sunny coast and we're really feeling like, you know, God's called us to plant a church. And I said, well, it's interesting because I know someone that actually is really knitted to our hearts on the sunny coast. And actually both Jason and Danielle and Pastor Kevin and Daryl are related because these are their grandparents to Jason and Danielle. And so now it's become a family affair. And so we just want to celebrate and honour that God is on the move through Numa Church on the Sunshine Coast. And so Kevin and Daryl will lead over these next few years, raising up Jason and Danielle and a five-fold team to really establish a great work in partnership with other great like-minded churches right across the region. Pastor Kevin and Daryl, would you share? Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's just uh, very humbling and very awesome to be part of Numa family. And uh, who would have thought, planting a church uh, at this stage of life, but we <laughs> just know, uh, like, uh, you know, the prophet Joel, all uh, men dream dreams, and here we go. And so, look, over this time, uh, the Lord has just taken us on a real journey, and we have a real passion to see a move of God, the fire of God, right across that region and one of the scriptures that the Lord's taken me back to several times over the last couple of months or so is Habakkuk 1 verse 5 that says, Look among the nations and be astounded, because I'm going to do something in your day that you would not believe, even if it was told you. And I really believe that was a word, not just for us, but for Numa Church and the locations, that God is up to something very, very significant. And we're just excited to see what God's gonna do. So it was awesome. Come on, put your hands together and just honour these guys. We're gonna pray for them in a moment. But uh, like, a, like a good infomercial, there's more because we wanna announce another location that God has called us to plant in. Early last year, God began to speak to me about a city across our nation. And over several months as we explored and journeyed, what, who is going to plant this? What, what are you saying about this? Nothing seemed to come uh, clear 
uh, and of great clarity to pursue. And yet over the last several months, in this outpouring of revival, not only has the city come back into focus, but who should plant that very specifically and clearly. And so I'm going to ask you to be upstanding as we celebrate Numa Church is going to Adelaide North in 2023. So put your hands together for Pastor Tony and Joe Moore, their beautiful kids, Elijah and Elisa. And we want to honour these guys. Maybe come over this side, guys. Come over this side. Why don't you grab a seat? We absolutely love Tony and Joe and their beautiful kids. Come in, Elisa. Um, over the last several months of revival, uh, this family not only came to Revival Conference, but for every two weeks, every two weeks, they've been flying back from Adelaide to come to the revival services here at Numa Church. They can't get enough. And the Lord started to speak to me, started to speak to us about what was on their lives. There is an absolute, genuine apostolic call of God upon their lives to pioneer, to plant, to break new ground. Their seasoned, experienced leaders in the body of Christ uh, have successfully built and still do their own businesses. And God is raising up this family in a significant way in the city of Adelaide to plant a kingdom work alongside other great churches there. But we're believing that Numa Church in Adelaide's northern suburbs is just the first of what God is gonna do over the coming years in the city of Adelaide. So Tony, why don't you share your heart? Very good. How good is God, eh? Four and a half, five months ago, we came here for the 2022 conference, got marked. The whole family, even my boy, got baptised in the Holy Spirit in the Sunday school class. Phenomenal. But the, the Lord has just wrecked us in this season and we kept, but as Pastor Corey said, we kept sneaking back, going under the fence, getting a bucket load of glory and running back to SA with it. God has been doing miracle upon miracle upon miracle. One day I'll be able to share that with you. But I just want to encourage you, like Adelaide is the, is the city of churches, but it's in, a church, it's in a city of decline too. The people are asleep. There's a, there's a hunger and a thirst in that nation, in that city, that desire nothing more than the presence of God. I, I believe that in 2 Chronicles 7:14, my people whom call by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn from the wicked ways, I'm going to heal their land. God is going to heal the land of Adelaide. God is going to bring this next revival. And I'm so glad that God is going to bring the revivalists to the city. Amen. 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 Awesome. Okay, we're going to pray for these guys in a second, but we have another announcement. Seriously, it just keeps coming. I told you, get your running shoes on. Go out and buy those sneakers, I'm telling you. Because um, as many of you know, we actually have a Numa church in the city of Perth. But we want to announce tonight that actually, instead of one, we're going to be having two Numa Perth locations moving forward in 2023. I want you to be upstanding. And we're going to put our hands together and honour Pastor Steve and Ali Cawthorn, Pastor Andrew and Ashley Williams and their beautiful family. And they're going to come up on the platform. Come on, you can do better than that. We're going to get them to come over here. You may be seated for a moment. We're going to pray for these guys and, and in a moment, but... Pastor Steve and Pastor Ali Cawthorn lead an amazing church called Urban Church in the uh, southwestern suburbs of Perth, right on the coastal line. 
And over 10 years of traveling and itinerant ministry, I had the privilege of being able to go and minister several times a year, both in the city of Perth and in their church. And as Steve and Ali have been actually on a journey over the last several months, seeking God's heart, and out of that affection, that place of intimacy, they started to receive direction that they needed to transition and release the church as they go into their new season. But they knew that their future was also tied up to something to do with urban. And so they came here uh, on their 25th wedding anniversary, by the way. Just they must have been totally inspired by the Holy Spirit. They came to Melbourne, had a weekend here, attended a service and got a prophetic word that God spoke specifically to their particular situation was several weeks after that, they sat down with us and said, hey, we really feel like God is knitting the hearts of Urban and Numa Church together. Would you as a fivefold team go on the journey of praying with us and believing that if we could be grafted into the Numa family? And so uh, we began that journey. And after lots of prayer and deliberation, we're so excited to announce that Urban Church, which is established for 10 years, is coming into the Numa Church family in Perth. And so as Pastor Stephen, Pastor Ali uh, transition out of their leadership role, they're actually going to um, take on the Numa Australia Hub location leaders role of overseeing by March nine Numa locations around the country and helping work with our global team to really establish kingdom culture and God's vision for here in Australia. And so we were really seeking God. Lord, who is it that you want to lead that new Numa Perth location? And Pastor Andrew and Pastor Ashley and their family, originally from the States, have been at the church four years, serving on the executive team. And they have a vision burning. You heard it earlier. They've got a vision and a passion burning in them for the city of Perth. They carry the spirit of revival. And both of them are going to lead that location as location pastors and really seeing and partnering with our other Numa Perth location to move the kingdom forward. So... Steve and Ali, why don't you just share your heart a little awesome. bit? Awesome. Yeah, well, as Pastor Corey said, today's a significant day in the life of Newman, and we're just so, so honoured and so delighted to be a part of the team. We've known Pastor Corey and Sim for a number of years and just knit our hearts together. And over the last couple of weeks, just the, the global team here and the executive team here, it just feels like a covenant family and just a synergy of relationship. And we're just super excited about what God is doing. You know, following Jesus is such an adventure, isn't it? I mean, it, it feel, we feel like we're on this incredible adventure. And we're just so excited to be serving in this new role and just all what God is doing. And how many of you guys know that um, pastors need pastoring too. And pastors need, you know, looking after and care too. And so we're really excited to be serving uh, God in this way and serving the house in this way. So, and about uh, Andrew and Ashley and them taking over the role. So you guys. (laughs) Wow. We just, we love it here. You know, this feels like family. Um, There's a real unique fire and wind of the spirit here. And as Andrew and I have spent time with the team over the last two weeks, we've just tried to catch it in our sails so that we can bring it back to us with Perth. You know, we love Perth. We love the land. um, But it can be a bit of a sleepy town. And so we're excited to stir it up. We're so excited to get back and stir it up. So, yeah, thank you for having us. We're excited to be a part of the family. So good. Put your hands together. Honour these guys. 
We're gonna pray for them as well, but we have one more announcement. It just gets better, I'm telling you. Um, Last year at our revival conference, uh, we had special guest ministry pastors Glenn and Lynn Blakeney from Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, come and minister. On that trip, God did something supernatural and significant, knitted our hearts together, and they began to really sense that God was asking them to relocate from the United States and base themselves here at Numa, Melbourne. And so we have asked Pastor Glenn and Pastor Lynn to come onto our global team and be like Numa Global Ambassadors to help us develop this fivefold apostolic family all over the earth. So can you please be upstanding? And one more time, we're gonna honour Glenn and Lynn Blakeney as they just come to share their heart for a moment. Why don't you stay standing because we're going to pray together in a moment. Well, such an honour to be here and I just want to set the record straight, we're Canadians, okay? (laughs) You you may understand that we live in America but we're Canadians. That's very important. Uh, (laughs) But but seriously, we are so honoured to be part of the NUMA family and just what God has been doing and preparing us for even over the years. You know, the Lord is connecting us and has been connecting us with people all over the world that have such a hunger and desire for the fivefold and just to see God's glory. And as amazing as it is here in Melbourne and in Australia with Numa and what the Holy Spirit is doing, the Bible says the earth must be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. So we thank God for the privilege and the opportunity. How good is that? Hey, I'm just going to ask the executive team to come. Would you just join me in prayer? Extend your hands to all, towards all these amazing people. We're going to pray for them. And we're going to believe for the Spirit of God to be poured out upon them and their families, their ministries, as they step into a new season. So come on, lift your voice right now. And let's pray together. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name. For every single one of these precious, amazing, mighty men and women of God. And Lord, we include their beautiful kids in that, Father. That, Lord, You've called them and their families to step into, oh God, this new adventure, this new season in Numa Global Family. We are asking, oh God, for Your Spirit to be poured out. Lord, everywhere they go, we ask for favour and they're coming in and wherever You send them, oh God, on behalf of Your Kingdom and of Numa Church, we ask God for signs, wonders and miracles, the favour of God to be seen in their lives and their ministries. We ask for divine spiritual authority to mark them, oh God, that Lord, the enemy's camp would be trembling, shaking and quaking because of the light of Your Word, the power of Your Spirit, the authority of the Name of Jesus that is in their lives. Father, I ask a covering upon them a divine protection, ministering angels to accompany them. Lord, as they travel into different parts of the world and even back home tonight for some of them, Father, I pray that Your grace would go before them. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. You'll be blessed in your coming in, blessed in your going out. And Lord, we ask for a seal of Your Spirit, Lord, upon their lives, upon their family, upon their relationships, upon their provision, their resources and finances. And we thank You, O God, that Your Kingdom will be advanced across the nations through their lives, through their ministries, in Jesus' Name. And everybody said? So come on one last time. Let's just honour them as they head down. 
and uh, as we celebrate all that God is doing. As they grab their seat and their place for a moment, I just want us to remain standing because we're going to go back into worship and we're not done yet because I'm believing for signs and wonders and miracles to break out right now. In fact, I'm believing for an impartation, a prophetic vision into people's hearts and lives. What's really important to understand as we head towards our NUMA Global Vision Offering. God's vision for your life is never an automatic outcome. It's actually conditional upon your faithful partnership. And what a lot of people don't understand, it's one thing to get up and cast a vision, even though that takes anointing oil and energy and a measure of thinking through what to say. Churches don't get built, moves of God don't get built by good intentions. They get built by living sacrifices. And to be honest with you, we're here and we're about to celebrate in two years time, a hundred years of a church being born in revival. My wife and I are the only, we're the seventh senior pastors of this church in nearly a hundred years. There have been so many people in these seats, in that Richmond temple next door that have given, have sown their lives, their hard earned money into the soil of this house because they captured God's vision. And I make no apology about calling every single one of us to present our bodies as living sacrifices and say, God, I wanna be a part of what you're doing in the earth. I wanna be a part of actually seeing generations come to know you as Lord and Saviour. I wanna be a part of seeing your kingdom advance, churches being planted, lives being changed. Yes, God uses our time, He uses our energy and investment, but He also uses our generosity. And as we head into our annual global vision offering, this is what we do every year. If you're new here and going, you know, what's this? We do this every year beyond our tithes, beyond love offerings to guest ministries. All of us, including Simone and I, so sacrificially. And we've seen God come through time and time again miraculously. I'm believing and I'm declaring this out loud. This will be the greatest vision offering this church has ever received in the next several weeks. You don't have to clap a lot. I'm I'm telling you, it will be. Why? Because the Lord spoke to me before the new year ticked over and He said, this will be the greatest year of harvest in the history of this house. And if you've been around here for several months, you sort of start to get the feeling like, I think God's up to something. I think God's up to something. And I want to be a part of it. And I know that there's a whole lot of people in Numa Global that want to be a part of it too. So Father, right now I'm asking, would you imprint upon our hearts your vision? Would you mark us tonight? Would you impart, oh God, the capacity, the supernatural ability to see beyond ourselves, to see you, to see your church, to see a broken, lost world that desperately needs transformation. 
And God, I'm asking that, Lord, over the next several weeks leading into a new year, that we would see an outpouring of generosity that, Lord, is historical in every sense of the word. I'm asking, oh God, that You would move people's hearts, that, Lord, we would give sacrificially and generously. And that, Lord, we would see everything that is in Your heart and more become a reality, Father, beyond this year and for years to come. I'm praying right now in Jesus' Name. Come on, let's just begin to worship. Let's lift our voices. Let's begin to worship. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life, and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.